Stop Horror Time contains graphic and explicit content. It may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. or two 20-something LGBTs talk the horror movie of the week, real-life crime or events, and if it's worthy of being an honorary gay film. And yes, the titles are puns. I'm Elle. I'm Kate. Hello. We're back. We're back. We're back. Back with a vengeance. <laughs> we got a good movie this week. Uh, so what's our movie? Oh, I'm so excited. So this is uh, your next. Uh, I honestly consider this a modern classic. Like, it's one of my favorite new horror movies. I... Um, wasn't expecting a lot going in because the trailer doesn't really give away how funny it's going to be, first of all. Like, I remember it had, like, a really serious trailer. I was like, okay. <laughs> and the, the, the animal mask for freaky as shit. Um, I should, I should forewarn everyone that there's no way to talk about this movie without spoilers. So if you haven't seen it and want to see it first, go do that. Yes. But because the big... I, I love this movie and I love showing it to people because a lot of them don't know the twist going in, which is that it's an inside job kind of. It's not just a regular home invasion. It's a shitty son trying to get his inheritance who hired these these mass killers. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that 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 already. It's, uh, ooh, I can talk today. <laughs> like that's one of the like you know flips of like the regular slasher genre. And the other is like the evolution of the final girl in Charney Vincent, who's just this badass Australian and I in love Legend. in love with her and and they like they also like justify why she's able to like why she's so good at this and like, oh, yeah. how she like oh, yeah. grew up on a an Australian like survivalist compound until she was fourteen. I'm like, oh yeah. Australians just be like that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> she's like ready to stab with like the smallest knife and just knows exactly where to oh, put she's- it. When she's behind the curtains and she's literally just, she has no weapons, but she's just like ready to fisticuff them and then like punches his throat. Oh my god. Oh my god. In love. But yeah, so uh, for those who haven't seen it, it's about, so Shari Vincent uh, is going up with her boyfriend to meet, meet the family. It's like the first family reunion in a while. And it's, of course, up in a remote ass cabin. Of course. Uh, of course. And, uh, Arrows start flying through the windows, oh, and yeah. then I—that's uh, a good scene. It's, this is such a good movie. This, I'm not even able to talk about this. It's just so good. <laughs> um, should also point out that this was kind of the return of the renaissance of uh, Barbara Crampton, who's like a horror legend. Uh, you know, from the '80s, she was in a lot of stuff. Reanimator specifically is remember what I first saw her in, but she also worked with Stuart Gordon again. Uh, you know, Castle Freak and From Beyond. She was briefly in, like, the first Puppet Master, and I was in the new one of that. But this, this, for this one, like, what happened, I guess, was, like, Adam Winger, you know, asked if she wanted to be in it, wasn't sure what would happen, and she's like, oh, hell yeah! And, like, they thought she was retired, and she's just like, no, like, people just don't ask me to be in movies anymore. <laughs> so, like, after this, she started showing up again and, you know, reclaimed her title in the in the horror genre. Uh, which I just th- I just think is dope as shit because I love her. She unfortunately doesn't get a lot to do specifically in this movie, but just her being there, I felt like gave this a lot of horror cred 
because you know the Adam Winger wasn't as established as he is now. Now he's off, you know, did like Death Note for Netflix and stuff. Um, <laughs> I don't Death know if you want me to mention that. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, and and also another like um, horror regular in this, which I think is so funny, is Ty West. Uh, I wouldn't call it a cameo, but like him playing Amy Simons' boyfriend oh, yeah. and playing a filmmaker and. <laughs> It's like just exactly how you would expect Ty West to behave. Like I'm, I doubt he's actually like that. That is that pretentious. But I just think it's so funny in the whole the underground oh film festival joke, which apparently was an ad lib. The yeah. like according to um, according to AJ, one of the actors, like a lot of this was a lot of the jokes were ad lib, which I'm like, yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. A lot of the bickering between the siblings is so goddamn funny. <laughs> he's like, I'm not fat anymore. <laughs> Um, so, but you had, had you seen this before or not? I forget. Uh, I, yes, I think we, uh, rabbited it once, um, and then, like, I saw it again, and then I found it on, uh, DVD, and then I bought it, and then I watched it again for this, and I took notes, uh, again when I watched it, and I was just, like, when they were, like, getting set up around the house, and, like, the mom thinks she hears something upstairs, and it's just, uh, Aaron, who's the final girl and is amazing and her boyfriend but then it like pans over to like this closet door that just creaks open ever so slightly Ooh. and i was just like this is my nightmare <laughs> this is my nightmare um this is hell yeah i, I then, oh sorry go ahead oh yeah uh, and then just like it cut to uh, everyone coming out of the house and uh there's and her, uh their mom is standing in the driveway and then the son's like why is mom in the driveway crying <laughs> That, I'm the mom. Like, like I, I heavily relate to, to her in that scenario. I'd be the one with like, there's someone in this house. We gotta fucking go. Like, we yeah, gotta go. I should have believed her. I get- oh yeah. I was just yeah. I wrote that down too. I was like, why does no one listen to the women when they say we gotta get the fuck out of here? Right. That's. I mean, that's such a common trope in horror. Is like no one believes the woman when she's like something's wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and also my favorite quote: "What does an arrow in your back have to do with your legs?" Uh, I mean, they had to run outside, and then <laughs> well, yeah. I'm the, who's the fastest runner? Well, I'm the fastest, but I have this arrow in my back. That's <laughs> <laughs> ah, so good. And then the scene following that, where Amy Amy Simons is like, "I'm gonna run," and then immediately just runs into that wire. Like, it's, oh God, it's supposed yeah. to be her big hero moment. I feel so bad. Oh my God. I know. It was so awful. I just recently found out that she's a filmmaker too. Like, she's you really? know, the, she does a lot of she acts in a lot of horror, and she most recently in the new Pet Cemetery. But she's a, like a filmmaker too. I didn't know that till she was on Switchblade Sisters, and I'm like, oh, dope. So y'all can go check out. I think her, one of her movies is on Shutter. Ooh. If anyone has that, yeah. Ooh. we love it. Looks love dope, it. yeah. Love that for her. Um, so I also the fun. I looked up uh, the IMDb of this movie after I watched it again. Apparently, the masks that the uh, burglars air quotes and marks uh, the masks were inspired by the ones that were used in the video game Hotline Miami. So if there's any fans out there, oh, and I think they... this inspired Hotline Miami. Really? Really? Yeah, it's the other way around. Are you? Sh- I swore it's what it said on the IMDb, but I, I could be well, wrong. Well, if IMDb said <laughs> If IMDb said well, that's official. That's what people listen to this, right? The film... <laughs> okay, I'm on here now. The film... The masks in the film inspired the masks in the video game Hotline. Oh, Miami. okay. 
They inspire the masks in there. Which, so. yeah, is a dope game. It's very 80s inspired. Um, as is, I love, another thing I love about this is the, it doesn't happen until, like, late in the game, but, like, the, like, Carpenter-esque score that starts coming in yes. around the end. The, oh, I love it. <laughs> yes. It's a yes. more, like, subtle throwback to the 80s than other horror movies might do, but I, it gets you, gets you in the game. Yes. Oh, and I want to point out that Erin, like, truly is the best, like, one of the, my favorite final girls, because she, when she yeah. whacks the first, like, bad guy, she doesn't just hit him once. No, she goes back and she bludgeons the shit out of him to make sure he's dead, and I was like, yeah. legend! She's like, who knows this guy? Doesn't even know this That's guy? The, I think, nope. I think, I think that, that first kill that she does inside the house, I think that's Simon Barrett, the, the writer. Oh, Yeah. This yeah. has a little cameo. Yes. He's so funny on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> he once, like, had a thread about when he went to go see the sequel to A Dog's Purpose. Oh my god. It's <laughs> so funny. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, oh, sorry, oh yeah. So I was like, so like, by my conclusion for, like, the people that were in on the plan, who's, like, set this whole thing up, I was like, electric chair time. <laughs> Just don't trust don't men. Trust like, don't we know this by now? You can't trust men. Yeah, the the double whammy of like, oh, the what's the one son's name? Like the, the youngest boy. Z? That boy. No, that was his girlfriend. Um, she's fucking weird. She. Oh my god. <laughs> she's so fucking weird. She's great. We we Sam. Um, Felix. Felix. Fucking Felix. Felix. So Felix is in on it, but then Crispin is. Yes, too. and it was I'm like, like whack. Mm. And I was like, oh shit. Hmm. Trust no man. And then he tries to, like, blame Aaron. He's like, this all would have gone great if you weren't, like, great at killing people. And I'm like, none of this is her fault, sir. Sir. <laughs> sir. 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 <laughs> Sis. <laughs> oh, my God. Be stabbed uh, in the head. There's also, like, there's some great kills in this. I love the... I feel like, like, nothing's confirmed, but I f there's, like, scenes, especially in the end, that I feel like are throwbacks or, like, call-outs. Like, the blend, um, the death by blender uh. really reminds me of Dead Alive or Brain Dead, wherever, depending on where you're uh -huh. living. And, like, her, like, smashing all the lights reminds me of Wait Until Dark. Uh. I'm just like, oh, yes, like, use that. Use, use the dark! <laughs> and even though using... How many, how many horror movies have done this using, like, the Flash as a light source when it's dark? Because... Adam does that in Saw too, yeah. I remember. And then yeah. she does that in Basement of Days. Yeah, I don't I don't know many that did it. Um, but it's I like that it was used. It was really really good. Yeah. Now we all have flashlights on our cell phones. I'm just gonna like use that immediately. <laughs> Let's go. So uh no, yeah, I love this movie. I it's like my nightmare, but I love it so much. <laughs> And this is why you don't go into a cabin in the woods or a house in the woods. Never. Just don't do it. Just go to a public place. It's also it's also really fun to like rewatch knowing like it's all so craft crafted mm -hmm. so well, like once you know who's in on it and all this stuff. Like even little stuff like um when Aaron mentions she has to go to the neighbors to borrow milk, like Crispin has like a moment of panic. No. Like, what? Why? <laughs> They're like, oh, that's weird. Because like he knows the neighbors yeah. are already fucking dead. But like when you first watch that, you don't know that. Like Christmas it's... being weird as shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Felix like knowing about the uh, cell phone uh -huh. blockers, <laughs> and that they don't think twice about it. They're like, oh god, you're such a low god, life, Felix. <laughs> 
And I also like. Oh my god. Oh, it's so messy family. Oh no, you're fine. Sorry. Um, like, because there was like Kelly's death, which was like one of the uh, family members, like his wife, I think. And like oh. her death was like kind of yeah. prolonged, like out. Because um, she got like thrown through the yeah. glass window at the neighbors because she escaped to it. And then he like whacked her with the axe. Um, but then I also, uh, the father's death yeah. was kind of long too. So I think it kind of balanced it a little bit. So like. The father's death. Well, the longest death is probably, um, uh, I don't know any character <laughs> names for it. Um, Drake. The, when no, he just yeah. keeps getting stabbed. Why won't, won't you die? die. <laughs> <laughs> God, this is hard enough for me. Is it really? Is it? He's got five screwdrivers is in his it, chest. Really? Oh so, uh, we did find some real life events slash true crime to go along with this movie. Yeah, people people really are, are the worst, especially guess. well. This guy, that's this guy. It's always fucking guys. Trust no man ever. Just don't do it. Um. So this was a pretty, uh, good. This is a really fucking wild case. Um. Uh, it's uh the main bad guy of this one is Alan Herbie. He was recently featured on an American Greed episode uh, in April of 2018. He killed his family for his inheritance, and he was from day one the suspect uh, from it. Uh, but we'll go into the backstory a little bit before we get to there. Um, so Alan Ruby came from Duncan, Oklahoma, and was born in 1995. That's creepy. He's born in the same year I was. <laughs> don't like that. <laughs> Electric chair. Don't like that. Uh, he was the son of a newspaper owner, John Ruby, and his mother was a local crime reporter. Her name was Tinker Ruby. Uh, she, he had one younger sister named Catherine. Uh, the Duncan Banner was the father's newspaper, and it was eventually sold, so the family established a trust fund of a million dollars, which was to be an inheritance for both the kids and was not allowed to be touched until they were 21. Uh, Alan was considered a show-off. He liked designer clothes and had expensive tastes. You know, etc. You know how rich kids, rich bitches, be. Right. So this was they'd be like. So this wasn't even an inheritance, like waiting for your parents to die. This yeah. was a trust fund he would have gotten when he was twenty one. Yeah, he was, but he he was just, like ass. could He's not wait. Yeah. That's yeah. nasty. Yeah. That's um, nasty. But Catherine, yeah. who's. Uh. Sister, uh, he was she, she was the complete opposite of him. Uh, she was very devoted to her brother. She would often tell her uh, best friend Delaney how much she cared about him and that she loved spending time with him. Uh, their parents were very supportive. They went to all of their children's athletic events, cheering for them and taking pictures. Um, but there was a rising family tension that the community kind of started seeing. Uh, Alan's life revolved around money. He wanted the best brands for, like, his activities. He played tennis. He'd always talk about, like, getting Gucci bags and stuff like that. Um, and so he stood out from the community. I think it was, like, a community of 2,600 people, so pretty small. Um, the parents saw that his spending was starting to get out of control. Uh, he had a Twitter account as well. On November two in 2012, Alan tweeted, All I want for Christmas is a less psychotic family. And then, four days before Christmas, he tried to choke his mom over a confrontation about his spending. Um, his mom did not press charges uh, oh, no. after she went to the station to get him out, or she didn't take any legal action either. 
Um, then Alan continued traveling, gambling, and posting pictures of his designer wardrobe on social media, and his parents were starting to wonder where the money was coming from, as since he could not trust touch the trust fund. Um, and it turned out he was getting him from his grandmother. She suffered dementia, and he would talk <gasps> her into getting him anything he wanted. Yeah. This, this guy's a real shitbag, truly. And so... His parents found out about that, and they wanted to keep it a secret from the community, you know, how image and everything. <clears throat> so, uh, John, the father, went to a courthouse for a meeting with the district attorney, and they told Alan that if he continued on this path, he should plan to be in prison in the near future. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, but after the meeting, Alan tweeted, shopping is an addiction, it is a pleasure. Um, even after everything he'd done... The reviews were still not ready to cut their son off completely, and in the summer of 2013, they gave him airline miles so he could backpack through Europe. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I wish, like, I can't believe his mom, like, was so understanding about choking her over money. That should have been, like, a freaking red flag, but in parents yeah, it's, and all that, so. Yeah, it's hard for parents to take action when it's the kid, like. Mm-hmm. So, when he was backpacking through Europe, he wound up forging his grandmother's name on a credit card application and charged his way through Italy and France. The parents found out about this, and they turned him into the police, who arrested him on charges of credit card fraud and felony. He's out. Uh, when they asked how he was able to uh, use this money for all this traveling and spending, he lied and said his grandmother approved a charge and then he abused it and he wound up pleading guilty and was put on probation. And this was the last straw for his parents. He was cut off by his family. It was over. So in the fall of 2014, he headed off to the University of Oklahoma. But during that time, uh, John noticed that his handgun was missing and he called the police suspecting that Alan had taken it. Uh, and then on a Thursday night in October 9th, 2014, Alan traveled to Dallas for the Red Rivers showdown. Then he checked into the Ritz-Carlton Hotel. He checked out on Sunday, October 12th, and then drove back to college. But before 9 a.m. on October 13th, a frantic housekeeper called 911 saying, Mr. and Mrs. Ruby and Catherine Ruby are laying on the floor. I think they're dead. Uh, when an officer arrived, the first thing he noticed was a surveillance camera on top of the garage, and just inside the doorway, he found the victims all brutally murdered and shot at close range. The only thing missing from the house was the surveillance equipment, which would have been captured you know, the killer. The, the investigators were at the home for about three hours when Alan just randomly showed up. It was just real chill. Just not even worried about it, you know? Um... He didn't ask a single question about the whereabouts of his parents and sister, and they reported that he seemed really distracted. Uh, the police took him to headquarters to deliver the news, and they told Alan that his mom, dad, and sister were deceased. Alan put his hands over his face and cried what the police called crocodile tears. <laughs> they could find that shit. They was like, oh, faker. So, as from day one, he was the only suspect in the murder of the family. Uh, interrogators needed to break him, and they knew it would take some time, so they questioned him about his dad's stolen handgun while he was under interrogation, uh, and police obtained a warrant and searched his dorm room and jeep. They did find a Ritz-Carlton bathrobe, stole, stolen checks, a $6,000 Rolex, but no gun. Uh, they asked him straight out if he was the killer, and he said no. He said he wasn't guilty, but he was convincing the, uh, interrogator. He proclaimed his innocence and agreed to a polygraph test, although he failed. Um, 
And then he described in brutal detail what really happened that morning at his family's house. Um, so after exhausting his excuses, he uttered the three words, I did it. Then the investigator asked, you know, tell me, how'd you do it? Who'd you shoot first? Uh, he began to unravel, saying he first shot his mom and then his sister while his dad was at work. He then waited one full hour with his dead mom and sister until his dad arrived home from work, and once his dad walked in, he shot him in the head. Oh my god. Uh, it is believed that Alan wanted to inherit the family house and his parents' life insurance and money. Uh, officers eventually found the murder weapon in the home surveillance footage in a storage locker belonging to his grandmother. Uh, the entire community was completely shocked uh, and devastated from this event. Um, it seemed to everybody that Alan's love of money was more important to him than his family. And during his trial, he was given three consecutive life sentences without parole. Um, everyone seemed to think he had, like, no regret or remorse for, like, any of his actions. Uh, and under the terms of his plea deal, he is not allowed to talk to the media, so there have been, like, no, like, interviews or any kind of, uh, like, stuff with him on camera in order for him to, like, not sell his story. So, yeah. Yeah, good. Electric chair, bitch. <laughs> we got That's enough of name. that. <laughs> Bye, bitch. So, yeah, real oh. shit about this guy. He was so hey. fun to read about. <laughs> So, Super fun. Yeah. I just, I just don't understand the level of grief that can lead you to do that to anyone, but let alone uh, your own family. Like, it's it's disgusting. I'm just like, I couldn't even, no, just no. But we have also now come to the final question: Is your next a gay? horror film it's unfortunately not because it's all about what straight men do for money uh, <laughs> but i will say that it's it, um <laughs> i'm gay and i love sharni benson <laughs> she could be the the one like the hetero versus the heterosexuals is <laughs> she's gonna defeat the heads yeah <laughs> she's gotta she's beat the heads their own game gotta. Is, is this a metaphor <laughs> for het uh, heteronormativity trying to kill the gays maybe <laughs> <laughs> definitely it's not yeah I guess not super but I like maybe I mean I guess the only queerness in this could be like cutting yourself apart from your biological family but in the worst way possible yeah so we don't want to associate ourselves with that yeah. uh, oh in the very first scene it's like the neighbors having sex and I was like oh this ugh. is very straight <laughs> yeah <ugh. laughs> I was like, okay, I see where we are now. No, also, the girl in that scene looks so, like, unamused and, like, unpleased when the guy gets off of her. It's so funny. She looks like, she's like, why did I do this? Oh, no. Why did I come up here? Why am I up here? <laughs> My choices in life are the worst. Girl. Poor girl. She didn't deserve that. I know, God. I mean, no one in this movie deserved what happened. No. Except for maybe uh, Felix and Kristen. Oh well, yeah, they earned that. Yeah, fuck those guys. I just oh, mean and, like and I just the... mean the victims. Yeah, <laughs> the victims. They didn't deserve any of that shit. And the, like also the kills in this movie were like, I forgot how brutal they were. Yeah. I was just like, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> I was just What's the most brutal to you? Um, 
I think the most brutal one probably for me was just simply because I'm more sensitive to it, but when, um, oh god, what's the sister's name? When she was running out the door, and then she got hit yeah. right in the throat, and I was like, oh, oh no, no, no. You, like, <laughs> feel it. I was like, oh, no, I was, like, holding my face. I was like, no, no, and then, like, <laughs> just kept going, and I was like, no, this is worse. That, ha- that happens at the end of, um... <laughs> 2001 Maniacs, only it cuts the head clean off. Oh my god. Because they're on a motorcycle. Yeah, that'll do it. And, you know, I guess they don't see it because it's ghosts doing it. (laughs) Confederate ghosts. We'll have to to cover that one day, because it's Tim Sullivan, who's a gay horror filmmaker, and we stand. We stand? (sighs) We have decided to stand. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, like... Oh, that reminds me of, like, I can't remember what book it was from, but somebody was, I think they were on, like, this ski trip. It was, like, something from, like, R.L. Stein where it was one of, like, for more of, like, the teenage books or something, and people were, like, getting killed off on this snow uh, resort, and someone had strung wire between two trees, and it was, like, a really thin wire, oh. and off went <gasps> someone's head. No! Yes! Oh my god. I wish I could remember. I don't like it, it. I was like, oh shit. I remember reading that, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, this is turning into, like, the beginning of ghost shit. <laughs> how, many, oh, no. how many times have people been killed by wires? So much wire. Isn't that in... Isn't Wire, like, primarily used in that one movie, Audition, or something? Where she's, like... You know, I have like, not seen it, but I'm... Yeah. Because, like, uh, I can't... I, I swear she, like, uses, like, piano wire, and she, like, saws off got people's, like, limbs with it. So And that. I was just, like... I, 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 think I, like, I think her head is decapitated. Yeah, I was like, nah, I can't... Oh! Oh! Wire! In Hereditary. Oh my god! Yeah! <laughs> I was like, ah! Oh. Folks, no, folks, thanks. submit your favorite wire deaths to Horror Time Pod, because uh, there <laughs> seem to be a wire. shitload. <laughs> or, so, or just decapitations, honestly, so many going on, like, all the time. Okay, um, no, uh, no decapitations I'll, I'll, in this, though, right? Just the neck? No. No. The, like, I think the most someone probably got, like truly, like, messed with was Kelly's death, with, like, the axe through, like, the middle of the face. Yeah. Like, like through the side, and I was like... like a golf f- swing with the axe. Yeah. And then he sits down next to the dead guy on the couch <laughs> yeah, and just sits there chance. for a moment. That was the same guy that, like, his brother was one of the bad guys. I think so, yeah. And, like, and then I was, like, when I was watching it, I was like, the way he's reacting, this is interesting, and I was like, oh, it's his brother. Never mind, never mind, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I remember texting that to you. I was yeah, like, this I was is like, interesting. Oh, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I forgot. I, like, forget so many details all the time. I was like, but that's, like, the best part. I like, get to rewatch these things. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So it's a fun time for me. But other than that, though, it's just such a good movie. I also like the animal mask. Just creep me the shit yeah. out. Especially the sheep one. Yeah. They still sell... I don't know if it's specifically for this movie, but I still see masks like that on sale, like, during Halloween. Ugh. It's creepy shit, man. So creepy. I remember when I worked for the movie theater, um, I think it was around the time that this movie came out, because we had a huge poster of Your Next in the manager's office, and every time I'd see it, I was like, 
God. This is before I got into horror movies. Oh, <laughs> I was like, shit, I gotta go back and be like, are any of the managers that I used to work for still here? Because I have a friend who wants the You Are Next poster. <laughs> Let me speak to your manager. This is the only time where we would be like, oh, yes, please come speak to them. Yeah. I wonder, I, I like, don't know, if, like, if this movie ever really found its following or not. Like, I feel it's like not, it really hasn't. It's, it's not totally obscure, but I know, like, some people have heard of it, but, like, mm. it's just so fucking good. I literally consider it one of my favorite, like, you know, horror movies of this, like, decade or century. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, legi- it's legit! Okay! That's why I wanted to do it, even though it's not gay at all. Yes. I just... <laughs> it made me gay. How about if, that? If it's legit, we're gonna it's cover legit. it. <laughs> gay or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, like, I did want to mention that some of the scenes, like, right before the, like, the character gets killed, like, when the mom is in the bed after her daughter just got killed and she's crying and then all you see just, like, this hand come out underneath the bed (gasps) and it, like, slowly comes out and I was just like, this is my nightmare, this is my nightmare. (laughs) And then he gets back under the bed after he, like, puts all, like, you know, after he kills the mom and puts your next on there, he gets back under the bed. Because then uh, Kelly finds him, and then she screeches and runs out the house, ducks under the wire, and runs off to the neighbors. Um, so, like, I was like, oh, there she goes. She's gone. <laughs> there she goes. Bye. Bye. It's, uh, so good. Such It's such a good movie. I hope that it gains a following that it deserves, maybe later on in its in this lifetime. Maybe we can, maybe I can single-handedly do it, because I always talk about this fucking movie. Yes. Like, this and the guests, I always love to show yes. people. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. I agree. Which y'all should also check out. That's, my friend calls the guest uh, the movie that made Dan Stevens hot. <laughs> <laughs> True. He was always a nice-looking man, but sure. He, Beauty and the Beast did not do him, like, justice. He hated us with those, with those fucking jorts he wore and his the long j- hair. You want to talk about horror? The jorts. The jorts. It's awful. Just what, what was that? Oh. Not good. But he was, uh, I do remember seeing him in Downton Abbey, which my mom obsessively watched for ages and then rewatched when I got it for her on, uh, for Christmas, so... I was like, oh, there he is. That guy. That everyone really liked. That boy. That boy. Um, but... Well, this has been the Dan Stevens podcast, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for joining. Next, we'll talk about Sense and Sensibility. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, well, we... Okay, we got a treat for next week. I'm very stoked about. Um, I'm gonna be doing Jennifer's Body. Yes! Um... Which I, I I just got to see again. Yes, yes, um, yes. I did I did see it during its original theatrical release and fucking loved it because I was I was like the prime audience. I was a seventeen year old horror or seventeen or eighteen. <laughs> I was a I was a high school horror fan and this mo- teenage girl in this movie came out and it blew my fucking mind. Yes. Um, and it's finally getting the following it deserves. I even got to like talk to Karen Kusama about it when I met her, and she's like, "Yeah, dope." She didn't say dope. I don't think she'd say that. <laughs> and I saw it at the New Beverly a couple nights ago, and the audience like was losing their shit. Like you can tell a lot of people they're either this was their first time seeing it or they had not like revisited it in a while, and like it was just ahead of its yes. time. So we'll 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 get more into that later. But if, if, 
just so everyone knows what to watch for next week if you want. Oh, we're going to be doing Jennifer's Body. And um, thank you to everyone who's, like, been, you know, uh, responding to us and reaching out on social media, especially during the hiatus. Feel free to keep talking to us. Uh, Subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. We can use it. Definitely. Uh, Just spread the word, you know, get, if you got people who are like, oh, I need, like, a podcast or something about horror to listen to. Uh, just spread the word because, like, we're I'm terrible at updating our social media, and I apologize for that. Uh, I'm trying better. I'm trying to be better. Um, but uh, <laughs> Horror Time Pod uh, is our handle on Facebook, and Stop Horror Time Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can reach us both there. Uh, Kate, what's your Twitter? I know you got one. Oh yeah, and you can find me on Pansara Lance on Twitter. My my name on there is Game Mafia. You can't miss it. <laughs> All Always. I do is tweet about Tony Curtis right now, so, like, you're in for a treat, I guess. It, it's valid. You you and Sydney have been it's, tweeting it's about that for, like... It's not valid at all. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, Sydney's been tweeting about, like, Burt Lancaster, and I was like, I, I know Tony Curtis, I don't really, I, like, he's uh, Burt Lancaster, I'm, like, vaguely familiar, and I'm like, but I support <laughs> you guys in all of this, just so you know. Oh, you'll know. <laughs> But it's so good. Um, and on that note... <laughs> yes. we Thank you guys so much for listening. We've had a All lot right. of fun, and we can't wait to come back to talk about Jennifer Bodies next week. So until then, we will see you later. Bye! Bye. Bye.